Once again, happy Sabbath. What a joy to be in the house of God. What a privilege. Such an amazing God. Well, this morning uh, we have prepared a sermon that will help us to uh, enjoy our communion service. So put our images up here. Uh, we're going to start with this image. And I want to let you know that it's not some faraway planet with some type of a new star that just showed up. But when you see the picture, you can imagine that's what it is. Okay, but let's see if some of you can know exactly what this image is about. So let's go ahead and put the PowerPoint up, and we'll start. Uh, anyone knows what? The, uh, the Corona Sin Virus. <laughs> the Corona Sin Virus. Okay, so here we have it on the screen, like you see. It's not a planet with some stars. No, this is the coronavirus, also known as what? Okay, here you have it, the scientific name, the coronavirus disease. Because it showed up at the end of last year. Okay, so that's why it's called that, okay? So let's talk a little bit about this because we know that it has been a huge issue. It has literally, literally has caused a lot of pain, damage in, in different parts of the world. Uh, it started in China, like you know, then it went to Japan, then we're talking about South Korea, Iraq, and many other places. Italy has been infested by this contagious disease, and so it's caused a lot of pain. A lot of people have died. It's been just expanding all over the world, and like the, the CDC here in the United States says, it's not a question of if, but when it's going to come to the United States. Well, that's what they were saying at the beginning of last. Now we know there are cases here in the United States. So let's talk a little bit about this. So we're going to be talking about Jesus, the Corona sin virus vaccine. But in order to understand this, let's talk a little bit more about the Corona virus. So uh, how, does, how does the coronavirus spread? Well, by the way, you know that the coronavirus is not new. There's a lot of coronaviruses. Some of them are only for animals, cats, dogs, and other stuff that are not you cannot transmit those to human beings. But the coronavirus has been around for a long time. But this new one that came out, that is the one that we're uh, talking about today, is something that they were not expecting. Some people had thought it came from some meat market or, or from eating certain things. Now we created in a laboratory. So we don't know exactly what's going on, but what we do know that it's very, very contagious. So how does it spread? So first of all, it's person to person, okay? Just by someone that has the disease, they can cough, and if they sprinkle some of their saliva on you, you you're going to get it, all right? So person to person is the main way that this is transmitted. But even a person that has not totally developed the symptoms, if they have it, they can spread it. And then if they're sur surfaces that has some saliva on it or, or anything like that, they, they can also, you can also acquire this disease from surface that has been contaminated. So it's very, very, very contagious. That's, that's why it's been spreading so fast and, and it's been just spreading all over the world because it's so, so... Symptoms. So we have a few symptoms. We have fever, cough, Shortness of breath, not sore throat. If it's sore throat, it's probably just the common flu or, or the cold. But these are the things that a lot of people can get, and they don't 
think they have the coronavirus because it's so similar to a common cold or a flu. So a lot of these people that, that have gotten sick, they thought it was just the regular yearly flu that a lot of us get, but it wasn't. So we have some symptoms here. Then we have the prevention and treatment. So what is the prevention and treatment? Well, the prevention is to follow the CDC recommendations. Just wash your hands often. If someone is sick, try to keep away. If you're sick, try to keep away from other people. And, and of course, you know, be careful with surfaces and, and, and things that, that can be contaminated. So there, there are steps that you have to take. I mean, we always should wash our hands when we go to a restroom or when we're in public places. But now it's more critical that you do so. Okay, so there's measures that we have to take, but there is no specific treatment. There's no vaccine for this yet. We do have good news because God is at work. God is at work. In Argentina, some young doctors, they came out with a new uh, diagnostic kit that is better than the one we have. So in less than half an hour, they can diagnose if you have coronavirus or not. That's good news. Then in Israel, you know, the Jews have contributed to health in so many ways. We're not going to go there at this moment. But in Israel, they have come up with a vaccine, but they have to test it first. They can't give that to people yet. Praise God, he's at work. So there might be a vaccine soon, half a year, because if we create a vaccine here in the United States, it's going to take a year approximately. So that, that's not good. So there is no specific treatment. So this is bad news. For those that do get sick, there's no real treatment. What, what they do is they give some type of health support to treat the symptoms, you know, the fever, the cough, the shortness of breath. And, of course, they, they get into place some type of health system to give support to your vital organs because if those go bad, then that's a done deal. So you're going to die. So they, they try to sustain the best they can the vital organs. But that's all they can do for now. Okay? Now, there is stigma, and this is sad. Because just because you're Asian, people are staying away from Asians in the country thinking that they have the coronavirus. I mean, that is so lame. That is so sad how we can put that stigma on these people. And they're also stigmatized themselves. They think that this is something that they created and it's something that they're going to get. So we're not supposed to be like that. You know, it, it, it doesn't matter where you're from, you're a child of God. Okay? So we're not supposed to stigmatize people just because of their cultural. Okay? But we have to be careful with that because it, it's also very contagious. <laughs> You know, stigmatizing people. So what do you do if you're sick? Well, if you have the symptoms, please get help because you don't know. It might be the coronavirus. It might not be, but just get help. Don't just think, oh, I'm going to auto-medicate myself at home. No. Get help. And then we do have some frequently asked questions. Like, there's a lot of questions, but this is the one that we're going to meditate on. Who are the most vulnerable? Who are the most vulnerable? Those that have been listening to the news, we know that the elderly are in the group of the most vulnerable children. And those that have low defense, that have a low immune system, that already have pre-existing conditions, those are very vulnerable people also. Okay? So let's go to our topic this morning and talk about the corona, and that's why I put the S in there, the corona sin virus. Okay? So first of all, how does it spread? Well, I got bad news for you. We all got it. We all got it. The, the King David said that since I was conceived in the womb of my mom, 
I'm a sinner. So that's what we call this right here. We are born with it. We are born with it. But then the Bible also says if we know that we're supposed to do something good and we don't do it, we're infected by this virus. We are sinning by omission. So in theology, they talk about omission. They talk about nature. When you don't do something that you know you're supposed to do, that's a good thing, you don't do it, you're sinning. And then, of course, when we break, when you disobey God, you're sinning. So we're born sinners, and a lot of times we omit doing what we know is God's will. Okay, so let's recognize that a lot of times we omit doing God's will. But then a lot of times we break God's law. So we are sinners, so we are infected by this terrible disease, the corona sin virus disease. Now, what are the symptoms? Oh, remember that it's, in the coronavirus it's just coughing and, and uh, fever and things that seem, seem simple. Not a big deal. But they can kill you if you don't take care of it. So in Christian life, sometimes we accept little sins that will literally kill a spirit. Let me tell you guys a quick story. There was a pastor friend that had a sports car. He didn't use it much, but, you know, he always tried to keep it clean, you know, because if he was going to go out, you want to show it off, you know. And so every time he would go clean it, he would find some rat poo-poo on the mat at the driver's side. So he would just take the mat up and shake it, clean the car, you know, wipe it clean and put the mat back. And so that went on for several times. You know, he would clean the car and he would, oh, rat poo-poo. So he would just take the mat and get it out. Well, one day another was coming to town. He was going to go pick him up at the airport. So, of course, he wanted to show off, right? So he was going to go in his car. So he's driving to the airport. The weather started getting crazy cold. So when he finally got to the airport, it was obvious he was going to have to use the heater. What he didn't know is that a little rat, a mama rat, had decided to of his air conditioning and heating system. And the thing is that that rat was a mom and it had babies in the ducts. So when he turned the heater on, it literally rats and that gray stuff came flying out of those vents on him and his friend smelling really bad with pieces of rat on their clothes. But it was just a little rat. Well, that's what happens when we don't take care of little sins. It can mess us up. Little sins. You want me to share a few of those with you? Yeah? Can, 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 I, can I preach this morning with my heart? Okay, so when you're on Facebook here at church doing your shopping, that's a little sin. And don't say you don't, because our gentlemen that are counting the membership every Sabbath, they see it all the time. Okay? If you're going to use your social media, it's a live video of the church to share with your friends. Or post what the pastor's saying. The pastor's saying, I have to take care of my little sins. Okay? What those few Sabbath hours that we don't respect? Like we go to work 
and we don't get off on time on Friday. Or we work a couple hours on Sabbath before the sun sets. Little sense that we think we can get away with. But we're not going to get away with it. Because it's going to damage us. It's going it's to start to suffocate our spirituality. You want another one? And this is a very common one because I was there. Yeah, you can get really quickly hooked on some live streaming channel or, or service like Netflix. And they have all these series and you get hooked and it's like four seasons and each season like 20 different series on it. Hulu, Apple, Amazon. So they're offering all these live streaming and we get hooked on it and we think it's just a little thing. But it doesn't allow you to do other things that God wants you to do because you're spending so much time on television. The list can go on. You want to go on? Yeah? Well, I think you got the idea. Small things can ruin us. Small things. Jewelry. I'm talking to Seventh-day Adventist Christians, okay? I'm not talking. There's a visitor here, Seventh-day Adventist Christian. So in the week, we put our jewelry on. The little things. Little things. So what, are, what symptoms are there? Carelessness, yeah? There's carelessness. Sometimes we're just careless about our spiritual life. How about lack of love? Because we know at the end of the day, the fire that really proves that we're Christians is not how much you know or how long you've been an Adventist. It's how much do you love people? How much do you love God? Because that's the first and great commandment. And how much do you love others? So the Bible says that one of the things that's going to happen in the last days is that our love is going to what? It's going to wear clothes. So these are symptoms. If you think that you have a lack of love for God and for others, that, that's a symptom that you got the corona sin virus. Okay, let, let's talk a little bit about the treatment because this is the good news. As contrary to the corona that is now attacking society this one does have a treatment and that treatment called Jesus Christ the Bible says that all have come short all have sinned and come short of the glory of God that the penalty of sin is death but through Jesus Christ we have eternal life we have forgiveness and that's why we're going to celebrate communion because communion is the celebration of salvation that's what we're celebrating. We're not supposed to be all here sad because it's communion. Or we're supposed to be happy because it's communion. We're celebrating God's salvation. So there is a treatment. That treatment is a relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, stigma. Now, this is, this is a dangerous one. Because the person that has the corona sin virus is not that you get stigmatized. You stigmatize. So, so, so follow me. This is very important. The person with this virus thinks that he's better than the rest. Thinks that the other people that have some type of disease are worse than he is. So let's say you get a cold. Your cold doesn't mean that you're better because the other person next to you has cancer in, in the bed in the, in the hospital. You got your cold. He has his cancer. That's right. But that doesn't make you a better person. So, so the dangerous thing with this corona sin virus is that the person that is sick sees everyone else as worse. Oh, I, I, compare yourself. That's a dangerous place to be. When you compare yourself 
with other people. Because God's not going to compare you with nobody. You're going to be in judgment all by yourself. And God is not going to be comparing you to nobody. So it's very important that we understand how this works. Now, what do you do if you're sick? You already know this. You've listened to many sermons on this. You got to repent. You got to acknowledge you're a sinful person. You're a person that is damned to condemnation because you're a sinful person. You acknowledge that. You confess your sins. You repent. And you say, Jesus, forgive me. And Jesus will forgive. And he'll fix the problem. So we know the steps. We ask questions. This is where we meditate. Vulnerable. We mentioned it in the coronavirus. Who are the most vulnerable? The elderly, the children, and those that have a low immune system. So let's go to our Bibles and see how this works out. So let's, let's go to who are the most vulnerable. So in the corona sin virus, the most vulnerable are the elderly. And I'm not talking about the people that are over 60, 70, or 80. I'm talking about those that have been Adventists for a long time. The children, the young people, the persons with a low immune, a Christian immune system that is low. So let's talk about the elderly, the folks that have been Christians for a long time. 1 Corinthians 10, 12. You guys know this verse. It says, if you come, be careful unless you what? Unless you fall. So it, it, it's not about how much you know. It's about who you know. It's about who you know. So one of the dangerous things of being a Christian, and we've been walking with Jesus for a long time, is that thinking that just because we're a first, second, third, fourth generation Adventist, that we can trust in ourselves now. That we can rely on ourselves. That we don't need so much of Jesus anymore. So if you think you're firm, what does the Bible say? Be careful unless you fall. Unless you fall. See, there, there was this, well, let's go to the next one so I can explain this. So trust in their own knowledge. So when you trust in your knowledge, you know prophecy, you know, you know all the 28 fundamental beliefs, which a lot of people think they're 28 doctrines. No, 28 beliefs that describe our six doctrines. So how many doctrines does the church have? Six. We only have six doctrines. That's it. Explained in 28 beliefs. So it's not 28 doctrines. It's 28 beliefs to explain our six doctrines. Okay? But a lot of people think that just because they have all this knowledge, that they can get rid of the corona sin virus. No, it's not, it's not about how much you know. Like I said, it's about you know. So this elder in one of my churches, well, he wasn't an elder anymore. When he got there, he had just left the church. And how he was serving the popular church there in Mexico, the, the Catholic church. He was working with the priest. This guy knew all the prophecies by me. I mean, he could make the drawings of everything that was before, during, and after the millennium. He could explain 300-day prophecy. He could explain everything. One of his daughters married a pastor. And she said to me one day, Pastor, I hope you can help my dad come back to church. You bring my dad back to church, then I'll consider you a good pastor. Well, he never came back to church. I guess I'm a bad pastor. But I did go visit him quite often. His problem was that he trusted in his knowledge, in his understanding of 
what it means to follow God. So the Bible says in Proverbs 3, 5, not to what? Yeah, don't, don't trust in your own understanding. You have to trust God. Trust God. And one more thing. We don't want to recognize this. Our historian church have studied this, and those that have been Adventists longer tend to be more legalistic. And that's why we've lost several generations of our young people. Because they've gone to a church that's been so I was telling me something that's terrible happening in home. When a young girl comes to church, she has makeup on, they have a little towel to wipe it off. Those young people are not going to come back to church. Because it's not the outward appearance. It's something that's in the heart. So what they have to do is help those young people have a stronger relationship. They're at the door just waiting for these ladies to come. It could be a person and they'll just wipe their face off. So this is just a tendency. So we just have to make sure that we understand that those that have been Christian for a long time are vulnerable to the corona. So, children and young people, oh yes. Proverbs 22 says that we have to train our children in the way they should go so when they grow old they will not depart. And the thing is that they're not prepared. They're not prepared. Our young people today, they don't even memorize the 13 verses of their Sabbath. The 13th Sabbath, they would come up here, because I remember I was a young kid, come up, and so I was a young person, and I was a mess. Go up. Now they can do good in school. Church. We don't want that. We want them to be any decision. Why says that, that when they leave our home every day, there's minds everywhere that Satan has placed to destroy our kids. So they're not prepared. Of course, they're inexperienced. <laughs> I mean, they're kids. They're young people. They're inexperienced. How can they acquire experience? The is that when you wake up, when you're walking down, when you're driving your car, when you're going shopping, when you're going everywhere, if you have your kid with him, with you, Talk to them about Jesus. Apply real life stuff to what's going on in their life. I mean, we've read this verse before. It says, and these words that are in your heart, share them when you wake up. Share them when you lay down, when you're walking down the street. In other words, you have to model Christianity for your kids to be protected against this corona. See, you walk with Jesus. That's why it says when you bring him with you. Modeling. And of course, today, discipline them. You can probably get in problems with the state, right? You work in social security. I guess uh, you heard a lot of these cases. You know, the, the parent did their job. They've tried everything. They give their little kid a spanking and they call the police and say, I'm getting abused. Those of you that are old school, you know that. Happens, it happens, and it works. It worked for me. <laughs> I got quite a few spankings. 
And here I am, still in church, and praising God for having strict parents. A lot of love. So we have a lot. It's crazy, right? Before we used to tell our kids what to do and they would obey. Now the kids tell their parents what to do and they obey. That has to change. Because the Bible six four that we just read when we had the presentation, we have to nurture our kids, we have to admonish or our kids. So we have to do our job. And then, of course, the persons with low immune system. We're talking about Christians. So who are they? Well, Psalm 63, you are my God, and early, early I will seek you. But what's the problem? We are very careless in our devotional life. Think that just listening to some sermon on YouTube as we drive to, to, to our read something posted on Facebook, we're good. Now, that's quality time with God. And it is better in the morning. I'm not saying that many Bible texts that suggest that that's the best way to start the day. Because there's something that happens in our start our day with God. It just somehow connects us with God the whole day. Have, have, have you sensed that? Have you lived that? Connect with God in the morning early and you start doing your stuff and something goes wrong at work. Your boss has been really nasty to you. And, been, and, and so all of a sudden you say, God, give me patience. But why did that thought come in your mind? Because your thoughts were with God in the morning. Sometimes, you know, our immune system is very low as Christians because we have not taken care of our devotional life. Rarely attending church or getting involved in church activities. I mean, the church is here to nourish you. This is our mama. Yeah, and that's biblical. Don't think I'm Catholic. The mother church. No, the Gal Galatians teaches that. When it talks about Jerusalem as, as God's church, it says she is our mother. Our mother. She's here to nourish us. And so what does Hebrews 10.25 say? I, I, I Please, in church like some getting accustomed to doing and much more so now that we know that the Lord is nigh. Jesus is coming soon, brothers and sisters. We can't take the from church. And even if you are on vacation, or in, in Jamaica, or wherever, taking vacations, just because you're on vacation, you're not going to not go to church. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go to the beach and worship God. Oh, you got to go to church. So we have a low immune system when we rarely attend church or we're not involved in church. And of course, if you don't share your faith, because one of the best things you can do to strengthen your relationship with God is exactly to share Jesus. The more you share him, the stronger your relationship. A week goes by and you didn't even give a track out. Wrong. Immune system is low. Your defenses are low. You're going to get that virus and it's going to mess you up. And this quote just, oh, it just impacted me so much because we all have a problem with this. I have a problem with this. So look what White says. The sin in which, the sin which is indulged to the greatest extent which separate us from God and produces so many spiritual disorders and which are contagious is 
selfishness. Because we're usually just thinking about ourselves. We're usually thinking about ourselves. But we have good news. We have good news. Jesus is the healer. Jesus is the vaccine for the corona sin virus. What is apply this vaccine, by the way, since we're all sinners, we're all we apply this vaccine. Well, 1 Corinthians 15.31 says, I die daily. Paul is writing this letter and he says, I have to die every day to self. Every single day you must die to your selfishness, to your pride, to think you're better than everybody else. So we have to die every day. Every day we have to die. So when do we need the vaccine? Every day. Every day. Every communion service. And I want to underline this because some people find some type of excuse to not participate. Ellen White says there is no excuse. There is no excuse. If it has been announced, you know what's going on, it's going to happen, you have to get ready and not lose this blessing because there's a blessing, there's a special blessing that God gives during communion service that he doesn't give in any other moment or time. So communion service is a great time to get vaccine. Between one communion service and the other, we've messed up, we've had decisions, we've strayed. Oh, what an opportunity to get close to Jesus. And then, of course, family worship. I want to underline this because only 25% of all Adventist families have family worship. And of those 25%, more than half say that it's only sometimes. I mean, we're we going to transmit our values, our Christian values to our kids if we don't have family worship. So this is a fantastic way to get that vaccine. Morning and evening. Ten minutes. I'm not... I'm not asking a lot. Ellen White says the family worship should but it should be the sweetest moment of the whole day for our kids. A little prayer, read a Bible verse with a promise, sing a song, amen, bless them before they leave home so they can know where those minds are. Worship is so, so important. Today, with this being said, I would like to make a call. We all recognize that we're sick with this virus and we need Jesus. Is there someone today that you might have been going through issues, health, family, finances, whatever, but that you understand that for this virus that will keep us out of the kingdom, the only solution is Jesus Christ. Do you understand that? Can you stand up and thank Jesus Say, I want to thank Jesus. Let's say it together. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Let's say it together. That whoever believeth in him shall not perish but have in life. Need that vaccine today. Let's sing our closing song, and then we'll go to our foot washing. But as we sing, meditate. And what has been shared. Meditate on God's word and what it has done in your life this morning. Let's sing together.